When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Luna the Podcast. My name is Carolina Salazar, also known as the Carolina Lifestyle on TikTok and Instagram. My goal with this podcast is to demystify modern spirituality, talk about all things holistic health and wellness, and to also empower you to show up as your best and highest self. Thank you so much for being here. I look forward to seeing you in the show. Hi everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Happy Monday if you're tuning in on the date that this episode is live. I hope you're doing amazing and that you had a very nourishing weekend and a good start to your week. I am reporting live from New York. It's finally starting to feel like fall here, which has been really nice. The weather feels a little bit colder, the air feels crisp, and I've just been really enjoying this season of my life I feel like coming back to New York after being gone for so long and finally settling into a routine and kind of getting back to little habits that nourish me has been amazing so I've just been really grateful for that I've been loving weightlifting recently so I've been going a lot to my home gym and just doing different workouts at home going on lots of walks and also getting in the fall vibe with my cooking, trying new recipes. So it's been really lovely and I'm just super grateful to be here, to be seeing my friends, to be hanging out with Pedro and honestly to just be in one place. I love traveling and I've loved traveling so much this year. It's been so eye-opening and it's caused so much growth for me. But I also have realized that I do love consistency and being in one place and routine. So Just learning that about myself has been really powerful and I've been feeling really, really good. So yeah, and I also just wanted to let you guys know that I'm working on a very exciting little project and it's going to be related to the podcast and I'm just so excited to share it with you guys. There's more coming very soon, but it's basically going to be an up-leveling and just a quantum leap for me as a creator, for me as a podcaster, and I'm just really looking forward to it and can't wait to share more with all of you on this week we are back with another guest episode I've been super excited about all these guest episodes because I've been able to get really really cool creators friends and just really inspiring people to come and share value with you guys so on this week's episode I had a really awesome conversation with Kat Kozad Kat is a manifestation and money mindset expert She has a really amazing story. She literally went from $70,000 in debt and not making enough money to basically survive to now having manifested complete financial time and location freedom. And so that is really awesome. And she now helps other women essentially clear and heal the inner blocks that they have so that they can build a more supportive relationship with money and manifest their dream lives. And she believes that the more good, kind-hearted women are out there in the world, 
that have massive amounts of money, the better the world is going to be. And so that's why she finds all this passion to guide women to be more financially empowered and in their own power as well. And so it was a really powerful conversation. I had been wanting to bring on someone into the podcast to talk about money mindset for so long. And we really get into that on this episode. So if you're someone who's been wanting to learn how to heal money blocks, to improve your relationship with money, to feel more financially empowered and at ease, definitely stay tuned for this episode. Keep listening. This conversation is going to teach you so much. We get to chat a little bit about Kat's story. So you'll get to kind of learn a little bit more about her and how she was able to, you know, transform as a person, as a creator of her reality from going from all that debt to now being thriving and financially empowered. And then we also dive into more tangible tips on how to improve your relationship with money, on how to reconnect to yourself spiritually. And also just we dive a little bit more into Kat's spirituality as a whole and just like her spiritual philosophies and just her view into how spirituality has helped her on her journey. So it's a really juicy episode and I'm just really excited for you guys to take a listen, to learn. So with that said, let's dive right into the episode. I hope you love it. And if you do, please let me know. Send me a DM. Tell me what you liked about it, what you learned from it. Tag Kat and I in your stories and let's just get right into it. I will see you on the other side. excited welcome to the podcast thank you oh my gosh I'm so excited to be here yes I'm so excited you're here too I was on Kat's podcast for anyone listening who doesn't know a couple of months ago I think it was I think it was in June so now we're doing a little podcast swap so she's coming on Luna and to get started could you share your zodiac sign and if you know also your sun moon and rising Yes. So my sun is Aquarius. My moon is Virgo and my rising is Pisces. That's an interesting combination. I like that a lot. (laughs) I like that a lot. You have a mix. of. It's so funny because it's like, I definitely, I like, I identify with all of them or like, I feel all of them in my life in different aspects. So like when I actually figured that out, I was kind of like, Oh, duh. And as I posted it on my Instagram story for people like a few months back. And I was like, would you guess that this is it for me? And so many people were like, no. And then like the people who like really knew me were like, yes, absolutely. (laughs) How do you resonate with the different pieces of it? The Aquarius piece is like, I've always been very independent and like explorative and like wanting to kind of like create my own path. Um, the Virgo piece, definitely very detail oriented and like wanting to have things be very aesthetically pleasing and yeah, just pretty. And then the Pisces piece, definitely like the emotion. Yes. Yes. And spiritual too. Yes. Intuitive. Yep. So love that so much. And I really like the, the Virgo piece too, because Virgo is about like helping other people and it's being of service also and you are literally like in a service-based business too so that's really cool but would love for you to also share a little bit about your story I know you have a very beautiful story of transformation in your life and just kind of how you've been able to manifest 
where you're at today. So for anyone who doesn't know your story or who doesn't follow you, could you just share a little bit about that? Absolutely. Yeah. So um, I guess my story starts way back in childhood, like all of ours does. Um, growing up, I was raised in a household where my dad was like super severe alcoholic and my mom wasn't a citizen of the United States. And in order to stay here and raise me and my brother or stay in the US, I'm actually in the UK at the moment, um, but stay and raise me and my brother, uh, she had to tolerate really toxic behaviors. And so my household growing up was just like a really toxic place to be. I never felt safe. And as I grew up, that really manifested into really like self-sabotaging behaviors uh, because I didn't feel safe inside of my body. And I was always trying to escape myself. So I turned to like drugs and alcohol, sex, partying, anything I could do to try and like escape what I was going through and the pain that I felt inside of myself because I didn't really know how to deal with it. And for a short period of time, it was definitely fun uh, because it was a whole bunch of new experiences, but it became old very quickly. And I was constantly in the position of trying to change my circumstances, but always leading myself back to square one and always feeling as though it was actually getting worse. Mm -hmm. And in the spring of 2019, I decided to move my life across state lines for the first time ever moving away from the state of Colorado to Idaho uh, to help open a restaurant. And in that experience, all of my vices, all of my comforts, all of my things from home were taken away from me and all of my wounds and all of the things that I had been trying to run away from to have a new fresh start were just completely amplified. And I found myself in like complete rock bottom position where I was $70,000 in debt, not making enough money to survive, uh, working 60 plus hours a week in a job that I absolutely hated, just like drinking, partying my ass off just so, so low. And from that position, I was going to traditional therapy. It never worked for me. And I truly just started praying for an alternative way. And that's when intentional manifestation showed up in my life. I had absolutely no clue what to do with it, but intuitively it felt like something I needed to put all of my focus and all of my attention into. And so I decided to completely dedicate myself to learning about it. And through that experience, fast forward now almost three years, um, I went from the position where I was $70,000 in debt, not making enough money to survive, truly hated myself, didn't really want my life to go forward to now being completely financially free, have complete time freedom, location freedom, manifest consistent uh, multiple five-figure months. I have been able to build my dream life in New York City. Now I'm traveling all around the world, uh, currently in the UK, and just living a life that I genuinely never thought was possible for me ever, let alone in my mid-20s, and have now been able to help over 150 women step into this position of power for themselves as well through my coaching programs. Um, So yeah, it's been one hell of a ride. And I just genuinely know that none of this would have been possible without finding manifestation and truly connecting to like that spiritual part of myself and implementing all of this into my life. Oh my gosh. Thank you, first of all, for sharing and being vulnerable on the podcast. And your story is just 
amazing and I'm so proud of you and so Thank happy you. for you too that you were able to to move past those those wounds and like alchemize them into something so beautiful and I actually saw a TikTok the other day and this this lady who's also a manifestation coach she was talking about how a lot of the times if you have not healed your inner child and if you haven't done the inner child work even when you manifest a lot of the goals that you have you might self-sabotage because your nervous system and your inner child like just doesn't feel safe and just doesn't feel like worthy of it and is just overwhelmed by the new reality that you can create and so did that come up for you like as you started to manifest and just like achieve goals that you were setting in place did your your child get triggered did you feel the urge to sabotage like what you were building how did that kind of come up 110 percent um to be completely honest that is still like the number one thing that I face in all levels of my life is like the lack of safety around things and my inner child yeah like not feeling safe with it and my nervous system not being like calibrated or adjusted to what my life and what my reality has looked like at each of those stages and because of that like subconsciously trying to sabotage that so like an example of that in my life is when I was consistently in the place where I was making like 10 to $15,000 a month. Um, I wanted to take it to the next level, but it just felt like I couldn't whatsoever because I still had so many like limiting beliefs and like lack of safety around money from growing up because growing up, there were so many stories of like rich people are greedy and Mm. that they're not actually happy. And that. Um, if I was to have money, then I would just be like another snob or any of these things. And because of that, and me wanting to maintain connection specifically with my family, uh, and with some of the friends that I had from growing up subconsciously, I stepped into this energy of like, okay, hold myself here. Like no more than this. This is where I feel safe. Uh, when in reality or like consciously, I was like, what the fuck? Like, why can't I go to the next level? And it like resulted in me like canceling calls with people, like discovery calls with people, sabotaging different ways to receive money inside of my business. And um, once I was able to recognize that it was coming from a position of not feeling safe and feeling as though that if I did become more wealthy, um, that I would lose that connection that allowed me to heal those parts of myself and truly be like, no, like I still get to maintain connection with other people. And at the end of the day, I have this connection to myself and therefore I am safe in this experience and I can continue to break these glass ceilings and go forward. Yes. Yes. Thank you for sharing that too. It's true. I think that the subconscious mind is tricky, right? Because the subconscious mind is what stores all of our memories and our beliefs. And to truly be able to get past those inner limits and what the inner child deems safe, it's really important to like unlearn and become aware of how am I self-sabotaging? Like, what am I doing right now that's preventing my greater success, greater abundance, greater manifestations from coming in? 
And so I think that that's definitely a, a shadow work aspect of of manifesting and of of growing too. And in terms of something that you share a lot in your platform, in your podcast, and in general too, and what you teach is money manifestation specifically. That's something I haven't talked that much about in the podcast. And I think it's so important because for me, doing my money mindset work has been insanely helpful and such a huge part of my own journey. I don't know if you've read the book, um, You're a Badass at Making Money before, but it's a staple for me. And it was like a click for me when I read that book. So I would love to dive into that a little bit more and into some of your tips when it comes to manifesting money and just how your journey has been as well to achieving yeah, that like absolutely. coming from $70,000 of debt to now making multiple six figures a year yeah yeah absolutely so I think like to preface all of this is like when it comes to manifestation for anybody who's like new to the world of manifestation Manifestation is essentially like using your thoughts and your subconscious mind to create your reality. And if we're going specifically into money manifestation, um, the way that we attract and manifest money into our lives is a byproduct of the stories and the behaviors that we witnessed from people who created our belief system, which are typically our parents, primary caregivers, friends, teachers, society, media, whatnot between the ages of zero to seven, uh, because our subconscious minds are formed between ages zero to seven and take up 95% of the human brain. So while majority of the time people think that they're consciously deciding like what they want for themselves, for example, majority of people will say like, I want more money, but it's like you learned at a young age that money is bad. Money's the root of all evil. Money doesn't um, grow on trees. Money only comes from hard work. Totally. Like all of the different limiting beliefs that like essentially all societies base their their beliefs around money on like the world is taught money in a very scarce way. Then it doesn't matter like how hard you are consciously trying to create that change. Subconsciously, that is what is going to rule and manifest into your life. So when it comes to manifestation as a whole and like specifically money manifestation, the starting foundation that you have to come from is like recognizing what your money story is and what your relationship is to money right now. Because if you are holding on to all of those limiting beliefs, all of those stories that Carolina and I were just saying, then those are going to be the things that are going to continue to play out over and over again. And so for me on my journey, what it essentially started to look like was like getting clear on what my reality was around money, which like I had a huge love hate relationship with money where I loved money because it was the thing that I thought was going to make me feel safe. But then I hated it because it was the thing that I felt as though created that like lack of safety as well. So I was constantly in this position of like working my ass off to climb the ladder in whatever job I was in or yeah, whatever situation I could be in to make more money. And then I would blow it all away. Um, or yeah, just get myself into sticky positions where I then would end up going into debt. And 
what ultimately shifted for me was starting to look at how I could create safety around money and how I could step into this energy of if like almost I was in a relationship with money or if like money was one of my friends, would that friend or would that person want to hang out with me? And the answer was no, because I was avoiding my bank account. I was talking shit about money. Anytime I was with my friends, I was spending money on things that were void filling to give me like that dopamine hit for a hot second and then feel worse after the fact. I had so much anxiety when I would swipe my credit card at the grocery store. And like every single time we interact with money, whether that be talking about it, thinking about it, spending it, saving it, whatever, that is an energetic exchange. And the energy behind that that action that you're taking with it is the energy that's going to be projected into it and therefore emitted out into the universe and by the law of attraction, attract back in like vibrational circumstances. So let's say you're swiping your credit card from the energy of anxiety. That is the energy that's going to be emitted out into the universe. And therefore, by the law of attraction, attract back in more circumstances to make you feel anxious about money. So it's really just becoming aware of those things so that you can start to be intentional and deliberate with the energy that you're projecting out around money so that you can start to, by the law of attraction, attract back in more like high vibrational, more supportive, more, um, yeah, like long lasting circumstances when it comes to money in your life. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. A hundred percent. I like that you started with the awareness piece, which is taking note and taking stock of how do I feel when I'm spending money? Do I save money? Do I just save it and feel scared to spend it because it's going to go away? Do I spend it on things I love? Do I spend it on things I'm not even aware of that I'm spending it on? Do I look at my bank account? And do I like look at that number that's there and just like appreciate it? Or do I look at it and think it's not enough? Do I feel anxiety when I'm spending money? All of those things. That's something I really started doing too when I started my money work. And I think it's the first thing is just deepening that awareness of your current relationship with it and really thinking about it as a relationship with a person like are you showing appreciation to your money what words are you using around it right like I love using the word investing my money instead of spending and I recently made a TikTok about that too and so I think those are all really important foundations and I want to elaborate a little bit on the relationship piece So seeing money as a friend or seeing money as a person, how do you recommend for anyone who's listening, maybe like feels like, okay, I definitely have a love-hate relationship with money or, okay, I definitely feel all those things like anxiety and afraid and all those things when it comes to my relationship with it. How would you recommend that that person start shifting into a more positive relationship with money as if it was a person? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So one of the most powerful things that we can do for the subconscious mind is create comparison, uh, which like kind of goes against a lot of like what the spiritual world teaches us because it's like, oh, comparison is bad. But the reality is, is like, we don't know things without comparing it or without judging it. So it's like, if we can compare it to 
like your strongest relationship in your life. So for me, I think about my relationship with my mom is like, if I was treating my mom the way that I was treating money, would my mom be stoked about that? Or like, if somebody is in a romantic relationship, like whatever is the strongest relationship that they have in their lives is like comparing the way that you show up in that relationship to the way that you show up for money and literally like giving it those same sort of like characteristics, personalities, whatnot. So going back to the example of like, I was super avoidant with my money. It's like, if I didn't text my mom back, if I didn't call her, if I would see her and then like sprint in the opposite direction and like have anxiety, one, that would be super weird for me because I'd be like, oh my God, like I want to love her. But then it would also be like a bummer for her to be like, wow, like kick out avoids me all the time. Or she um, says she's going to do something and then she doesn't follow through or she hasn't called in five weeks, however long it is before you like check your bank account. Um, or like every single time she talks to me, she's really anxious. Or I hear she's talking shit about me behind my back. It's like, that would make the strongest relationship in your life so sad if that was how you treated them. So really just like putting money into that position of, yeah, if it was a person, like would that person want to spend time with you? Probably not. And from that position, then it's like, what, what would you want and what would you need out of a healthy, long lasting relationship with somebody? And you can start to apply those things to money. So it's like, you would check in on them on a daily basis. And if not a daily basis, then like a weekly basis, you would send them love and compassion, you would be supporting them you would be in the position that you have boundaries with them. Like you would have all of these things set up to maintain that healthy relationship that you have with them and just take those things and apply them to your relationship with money and like see how things shift because they will shift because you're emitting out a completely different energy when you do that. So like I said a moment ago, it's like, the energy behind the words that you say, the actions that you take, the way that you feel is what's actually going to create that energetic exchange with money. And a lot of the times there can be this misconception, especially in the world of manifestation and spirituality, that it's like, um, in order for me to receive more money, I have to give. And it's like, if you're giving just for the sake of like, quote unquote, abundance, it's like, that's not necessarily going to attract more money into your life. You have to check in with the energy behind the action that you're taking. So it's like, I would say it's not so much the action, it's the energy behind the action. And if you can become aware of the energy behind your actions, behind your words, behind your emotions, then you can completely shift the way that you are attracting things back into your life. Yes. Wow. That would just like clicked a light bulb for me click the light bulb that just lit a light bulb <laughs> for me it flipped a switch for me um when you were talking about giving right so when we're giving let's say you're giving with the intention of oh I'm only giving because I want to receive that's not truly giving right that's just like conditional giving um but if you're truly giving with the intentions of like I want to help this person or like I know they really need it and I want to care for them that's completely different now, yep. switching it over to spending, can you touch on that? 
like let's say someone's about to go buy like clothes or just like spend their money on something or invest their money on something what are the different energetic vibrations that you observe to be most common when it comes to how people approach spending their money yeah such a good question um so uh, one of the things that I see with this and one of the things that I say always when it comes to my teaching of manifestation especially money manifestation is that money manifestation hardly ever has anything to do with money and it has to do with your relationship to yourself the way you perceive fear, judgment, failure, discomfort, relationships to others, the world, so many other things. And so when it comes to like the way that most often I see people spend their money, it's to try and address a underlying like want need that is not being addressed. So like a lot of the times people will go out and spend their money because they feel as though they're not getting the love or attention or validation that they desire. So they go out, they swipe the card because that gives them the dopamine hit and makes them feel a little bit better for a short amount of time, but then puts them back into the cycle of like, oh, that brief dopamine hit, that brief moment of feeling good isn't here anymore. I need to spend more money to be able to continue to feel that. Um, Same with like, I think one of the most common is the anxious spending. Like I was saying a moment ago for myself, like one of the top things that I hear from people is that they feel as though they can't actually buy the food that they want at the grocery store, like the food that is actually going to nourish their bodies because they're fearful of what the price tag is going to be. So therefore it's like a lack of, like self-love and a lack of worthiness of like, I'm worthy of having this food that is going to nourish my body, that is going to make me feel more energized, that is going to allow me show up as a better version of myself, that is then going to allow me to manifest more money into my life because I'm feeling like that optimal version of myself. And uh, yeah, so therefore it impacts the way that they spend that money and therefore receive that money back. Um, there's so, so many different ones. I think to just hit back on the one that we were talking about with giving, with the the energy behind it, for anybody who's listening that's like not aware of this, one of the things in like the spiritual community that is always taught and preached is like, in order to receive, you have to give. Like giving is the ultimate act of abundance, but it's like, therefore so many people go out and they're like okay in order for me to receive the things that I desire in my life I have to give 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 and that means that I get to be abundant and it's like going and giving or spending in the sake of abundance meaning like going and buying the designer bag going and buying the car that you want going and buying all of those clothes um giving to somebody else because that means that you're abundant it's like No, that's not true. Like that's only true if it's coming from this place inside of yourself of like true abundance. Like I get to give this, I get to spend that money. I know that by spending this money, it's going to come back to me tenfold. And if it doesn't, that's okay. Like I'm not going to die. Nothing's going to be bad. Like nothing's going to be wrong. Um, because then that truly creates like the detachment of needing that money And when we can detach from the need for the money, then we actually become a clear channel to receive more money in our lives. 
Hope you're enjoying this episode. And if you are, and if you've been loving the podcast, I would be so grateful if you took a minute of your day to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. And I am coming through with a little special gift of gratitude for those of you who do that. So if you head to Apple Podcasts and leave a review, I will leave the link for that on the show notes if you're listening on Spotify or any other platform so you can head over to Apple Podcasts. And if you leave a review and you take a screenshot of the review before you hit send and email that screenshot to contact at thecarolinalifestyle.com, I will send you a free connect with your divine feminine meditation that I created. I'm so excited about this meditation. It's a combination of breath work, visualization, and affirmations to help you align with the highest and best version of yourself. So again, if you write a written review on Apple Podcasts, snap a screenshot of it before you hit send and email it over to contact at thecarolinalifestyle.com, I will send over the meditation. So that is all, and let's go on with the episode. I think that that's one of the most wild parts of manifestation one of the hardest parts of manifestation that's when you don't feel like you need that manifestation (laughs) the manifestation comes it's like if you let's say you're trying to find an apartment and you're like i need this one apartment it has to be that one and i have to control it in order for it to come in this exact way usually you're not going to end up with the most ideal apartment but when you're just kind of like i would love to have a great apartment but I'm going to leave it up to the universe to help me figure out what it's going to be. It comes. Or when you're like, and even if I don't, like, I could move to another city or I could move somewhere else or I could live in this other place. Like, when you have that detachment there, which is a law of detachment, right? And one of the laws of the universe, the manifestation is more magnetically pulled to you. So how do you explain that? How do you break that down in a more tangible way? Yeah, so... When it comes to detachment, the reason we're attached to something is because we think it's going to give us an emotional response. Like, so one of the biggest things with manifestation that I think a lot of people don't recognize is like, if you didn't feel as though you were going to get a certain result from receiving that money, you wouldn't give a fuck about it. If you didn't think you were going to get a certain emotional response from the apartment, you wouldn't give a fuck about it. Like if you didn't think you were going to get some sort of emotional response out of anything, you wouldn't care about it. So when you can step into this energy inside of yourself of like, okay, what do I think I'm actually going to get from receiving this thing? So going back to the money example, it's like people are so attached to money because they think it's the thing that is going to give them safety, security, freedom. When in reality, it's like money is inherently neutral. Money itself cannot give you safety, security, or freedom. You assign that meaning to it. And when you assign that meaning to it, then if you are lacking that in your life, you're going to try to receive more money to bring that safety, security, and freedom into your life. But if you can step into this energy inside of yourself of like, okay, that is the emotional need that wants to be met right now. And I'm not meeting that. And then start to cultivate feelings of safety, security, and freedom inside of yourself, 
you don't care whether you receive the money or not because sure the money would be nice but it would just be like an addition as opposed to the thing that is filling that void inside of yourself when that emotional need isn't being met so I think that like when it comes to doing the inner work it's like that's always been my number one goal is like how can I feel good with or without it and the answer to it is like recognizing what emotional needs I think the external thing, the physical thing is going to meet and meeting that instead so that I can just completely pull away and be like, okay, yeah, I am good with or without it. Wow. Okay. So to recap, you're basically saying that I learned a lot by repeating stuff. So I'm going to practice right now. So you're saying that basically whenever we want something, to manifest something let's say it's a new relationship and a new car a new house a new job a new more money like a new pair of shoes there's something emotional underneath it there's something that we are currently not feeling that we want to feel and we attach that feeling to something physical usually tangible that we can buy or have to fulfill that emotional need we think that that emotional need is dependent on that thing but the truth is that that emotional need is not dependent on that thing and it's actually just something you can probably give to yourself in a different way that maybe doesn't even cost that much like let's say you want a relationship because you want to feel loved however you can give yourself love And if you're able to identify that that's the emotional need underneath your desire for that relationship, that awareness is going to help you then fulfill that need yourself. However, when you're already fulfilling that need yourself, you magnetize other things that can fulfill that need too. For example, a relationship in that example. Yeah, nailed it. That's exactly it. Because then it's like you're the vibrational match for it. If you're already giving it to yourself You've put yourself into energetic alignment with receiving it because it's not something that you're lacking inside of yourself. And like going Mm -hmm. back to the money one, it's like, I can say like 95% of the women that I work with, it's like the reason they want money is because they want to feel safe and secure, which goes back to what we were totally goes back to like what we were talking about at the very beginning of our conversation of like creating that internal safety inside of yourself. I like hands down believe this is like 50% of the manifestation equation, especially for women, because societally we've also been taught that like we can't have things independent of men or that like we need to depend on men in order to receive different things, which like can create some sort of lack of safety inside of ourselves because it's like, oh, I'm not self-fulfilling. Like I'm not able to create this for myself when in reality it's like, we no longer have to live in that paradigm. And like, also if a man wants to support me, awesome. But I can also do it for myself by checking in with like what actually is going to create that sense of safety for me and what in the past has led me to feel unsafe inside of myself, inside of my body and inside of my experience. Yes. Yeah, I really like that. And Something else that I wanted to touch on and talk to you about is something that I've felt before and that I think a lot of people feel too is sometimes even unsure about what to manifest. 
like there was a period in my life where a lot of the things that I had set out to manifest I manifested and then I got to a point where I was like I don't know what I want to manifest now or maybe someone who hasn't even manifested anything even though we've manifested everything that we have in our lives whether we did it consciously or not let's say someone was trying to consciously manifest something or like they want to manifest more in their lives but they aren't clear on what it is how do you recommend moving through that just getting clearer because I know clarity is the first step right clarity is always the first step to manifesting anything is like what do you want why do you want it but what if someone can't even define what they they want what would you recommend in that situation yeah so two things come up for me for this one is like that's okay that you don't know because like Carolina said it's like at the end of the day like we manifest everything into our lives so what I suggest with this is that you probably know what you don't want right So it's like, we can reverse engineer that shit where it's like, okay, let's give the example of a job that it's like, you don't like your job. You want a different job, but you don't know what that job is that you want. It's like, okay, so what are the things that you don't like in your current job? Is it the coworkers? Is it the management style? Is it whatever it is? That is what you don't want. What's the opposite of that? Like, what is something that could support you um, to eliminate those different adversities that you are facing in your current work circumstance. And then that gives you the clarity on what it is that you're actually looking for moving forward. So that can be applied to literally anything that you're wanting to manifest is like whatever you are unsatisfied with in your life right now, get clear on what those things are. And like, what is the story that you're telling yourself about those different things? Because that's why they're manifesting into your life. And then from that place, like I said, reverse engineer it, start to understand like if those things were eliminated, like what what would take its place and what would combat that feeling of unfulfillment inside of these different areas of your life. Whereas the second thing, so this is what I teach all of my clients and I think is a really powerful way to look at manifestation is like, instead of being focused on the external like the job, the relationship, the boyfriend, the money, whatever it is, it's like, instead of putting our focus outwards and almost saying like, I'm giving my power away to this because I need it in my life. It's like turning the finger back around and realizing that you are the center point of your manifestations. And if you can put your focus and your attention into yourself and the areas of yourself that you're unhappy with, you don't feel worthy you're holding yourself back, um, whatever it may be, and start to heal those different things inside of yourself. It doesn't matter if you're hyper clear on what you want the external things to look like, because you're going to be shifting your vibration so much and creating a higher set point of attraction, which will naturally start to manifest more opportunities and circumstances into your life that will support you and your highest good. So that maybe throughout that path, there is more clarity of what you want the external to look like. Um, But really knowing that it's like, yeah, you are the center point of your manifestation. So it doesn't actually matter what these external things are, if you can put your focus inwards and take your power back from it. Wow. Okay. That hit close to home. I literally yesterday in therapy, 
was kind of talking about this and how I'm kind of in a period of my life where I've identified that I need to look within more. Like I need to look into myself more and reconnect with myself. And for me, during the pandemic, that that was like a period in my life where I had unprecedented amount amounts of time to spend with myself. And mm-hmm. also in that period of our lives collectively, FOMO was a lot less existent and permeating in our lives because everyone was doing the same thing. Everyone was locked at home. Everyone was kind of scared. And obviously every person kind of navigated that a little bit differently, but collectively that was our human situation in that moment. And for a lot of us, that kind of caused us to turn inward naturally because we were spending so much time pausing and connecting to the feminine and going within and a lot of people had spiritual awakenings during that time, myself included. And so that's something I'm kind of going through right now, which is reconnecting to myself. Because after things started moving, quote unquote, back to normal or just like social life started picking up again and traveling became normalized again and like everyone started moving in different directions out of that common center point of the quarantine I feel like I've gone through ebbs and flows in my own life. And right now I'm feeling a little bit disconnected from Mm -hmm. my true desires and like my true self. So I know you, when we were originally chatting, you mentioned that you're really passionate about inner work. And so am I. And so I would love to dive into that a little bit more and just hear any of your thoughts on ways you've connected with yourself, ways you would recommend that I connect with myself and just how to navigate this process of going within absolutely such an incredible way to like describe all of that and also just like honor you for recognizing that because like I think the thing is is that like even if somebody's done so much inner work and has like had their spiritual awakening it's like everybody has those moments where they're disconnected from themselves they're disconnected from their faith they're disconnected from the universe and just like really honoring yourself where you're at for that um instead of like creating any sort of story around it that doesn't have to be because it's like such a human human experience and I've definitely been there as well so um for me what the inner work essentially is in my opinion is like taking a look into all of the things that we would rather avoid, rather repress, rather hide in the dark closet, um, and like bringing them to the surface to start to understand them and start to navigate them out in the light and like out where there's a level of acceptance for them. Um, So yeah, for the inner work, there's so many different ways to go about it. my favorite as of like right now in my life is connecting with myself in the way of my actual physical body. So when it comes to inner work, it's like you can journal, you can do like energy work, you can do somatic releases, you can do a whole plethora of different things. But just one example of this that I've really connected to is being able to close my eyes, sit with myself and get out of my head and into my body because I'd say majority of people live in their heads constantly. And like when we're living in our heads, (laughs) it's like, that's very limiting. 
it's only it's only a fraction of what is available to us and when we can actually tune into our entire bodies we have like such strong inner guidance systems inside of ourselves we have all of the answers to all of the different things that we need to know in this human experience so when we can like slow down connect back with our physical senses so like connect with the breath connect with touch smell what you're hearing all of these different things around you um and then inside of you and pay attention to what you're actually physically feeling inside of your body the body holds on to everything so um for anybody who's listening that's unaware of this is like all things that you've experienced in your life big small traumas hard experiences, whatnot, the body holds on to. So um, on a cellular level, those experiences still live inside of your body. And when we can slow down and connect, you can actually feel them inside of your body, at least the ones that are ready to be presented. Um, So when you close your eyes and connect with yourself in that kind of way and put all of your focus and attention into like where you physically feel it. So let's say you had your eyes closed, you're scanning through your body and you feel something in your chest. You can become aware of like, how big is it? What size is it? Like, what's the shape of it? Does it have a texture? Does it have a color? Really giving life to this energy that you feel inside of your body so that it's easier for you to visualize and put your focus and attention into and not trying to change it, not trying to fix it, not trying to get it to go away, but really just breathing into that area and sending yourself love and compassion as you go. What happens is you'll start to loosen up the cellular memories around it, which will start to release the different memories and the different things that that energy has been holding onto inside of your body, um, which then can be the opportunity for you to either remember it so that you can work through it later, feel the emotion associated to it so that you can release the emotional attachment to it. Um, or like tend to your inner child in that moment so that you can give yourself the unmet wants or needs that you are needing uh, so that you're actually able to clear that energy out of your body. So yeah, that, yeah, that's what came up for me as you said that. Like that's like that's been I think one of the most helpful practices that I've used in like the past two years to really go deeper into the inner work aside from just like journaling and like saying like what I'm grateful for and like doing some of like the more like surface level journal work. It's like really diving into the physical body and releasing the energetic blockages that are still there. For sure. I like that a lot. And I honestly haven't really tried that, but another way of putting it too is just meditation, right? Because whenever I meditate, even this morning, I went to a yoga class and we did like a meditation in the beginning and a meditation at the end and just like lying down and breathing and putting your eye in between like your nose kind of like when your eyes are closed and just staying there like I feel like sometimes when I'm really deep in the meditation or I'm in the right energetic state I'm able to feel my inner body like almost like Mm -hmm. my soul level and the energy like inside which is kind of what you're describing right feeling the energy and like what parts of the body it's stored in and by bringing attention to that then bringing it to your conscious mind so I like that a lot and I find that journaling is also such a great tool I think that that's something I've very much disconnected from and so something I'm working on reintroducing into my life 
I journaled last night and it's so nice. And I have such a block with it. Like I feel so resistant to journaling and I know that's because I need to do it the most. But my biggest block usually is like I don't have enough time or I just want to go to bed already. La 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 la. But when I actually do it, I feel so amazing. So I find that just like writing out what I'm reflecting on from that day. So if I had a certain conversation and a certain topic came up, writing out about it and just being like, oh, today I talked to XYZ person and we were talking about time and how time is the most valuable resource. And it made me think of this and just putting my mental energy onto a piece of paper just helps me so much with releasing it. So that's something I'm currently working on in my own journey. I love that. So yeah. Wow. We covered so much. Time has flown by. (laughs) I'm grateful to have had you on the podcast i want to do some rapid fire questions to close out the episode so let's just get started the first one is do you have a quote or a mantra that you live by the better it gets the better it gets i have it literally tattooed on my arm right here yes i like that a lot i hadn't heard that one before when did you first come into contact with it it was like why did you tattoo it Because I used to believe that like life couldn't get better and that like I was just destined to have a shitty reality. And as soon as I realized I was in control of my reality, the the belief that I switched over to was the better it gets, the better it gets. And that like, I'm peaking on the last day of my life, baby. This is only getting better and better. (laughs) Yes. I like that so much. That's beautiful. And what makes you feel like your highest self? Ooh, such a good question. I think what makes me feel like my highest self is my environment. My environment is like so important to me. Um, and that changes throughout the different seasons of my life. So before we started this podcast episode, Carolina and I were talking about how like normally New York City's it for me. And right now in the season of my life, I'm in like a slower season. So changing my environment up and being over here in the UK and being by the seaside has been so healing for me because it's allowed me to get up in the morning, go for a swim in the ocean, uh, like have my tea, take a walk, like just completely be in a different vibration. Um, So yeah, depending on like what season of life I'm in, it's well all seasons of life but the environment changes based off of that but environment's everything to me I know I totally relate to that I'm such an environment person as well I feel like I get very affected by the space that I'm in so touching back on our original conversation before we hopped on to I agree that every phase kind of has a different space for you to be in so yep I like that answer and then do you have any books that have impacted you and that you would recommend to anyone listening? Yes. So two of them. Um, First one is You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. That was my introduction to manifestation. I had no clue, honestly, that manifestation was a thing when I first read it because I didn't even really understand what she said when she said law of attraction or manifestation, but it just resonated so much with me. And then once I consciously was aware of manifestation and went back and read it, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, this is like everything that I've been like looking for in this. So that one, and then I'd say like 
little more high level, a little more uh, wordy and sciencey and confusing is uh, Becoming Supernatural, How Common People Are Doing the Uncommon by Dr. Joe Dispenza. It talks a lot about like the brain heart coherency and how we actually scientifically are manifesting things into our lives, not just from a spiritual standpoint. So um, kind of going back to what you're saying of like turning inwards and connecting with yourself. I've gone through seasons where I haven't felt connected to spirituality and still wanted to be connected to manifestation. And the teachings of Dr. Joe Dispenza really bring that home for me. And the fact that like, this can also be seen from a scientific standpoint. Yeah. I actually bought that book, but I haven't read it yet. So girl is so good. It's very sciencey, but I think I just so have to science-y. move through the science and just actually read it. But I love Jar Badass. I read it after I had already read a few self-improvement books. And then I realized that it's actually like such a good summary of so many different concepts. So it's a really good like beginner spirituality book as yes, well. Yes, 1000%. It's always the one that I suggest to anybody who's like just getting their toe wet in like yes. the field of all of this. Yes. And you're a badass at making money as well as like a so follow-up and then last question is if someone didn't hear this whole episode and they just heard this part what would you want to leave them with oh such a good question as well what I'd want to leave them with is you are capable of creating anything that you want in your life it's just a matter of taking that personal responsibility and doing the small but important steps to start to put that power back in your hands beautiful yes queen thank you so much for coming on the pod and for sharing your light and so much amazing advice on deepening manifestation work on your own journey on money mindset so really grateful and would love if you could share to anyone listening where they can find you work with you or access any resources that you may have awesome yeah absolutely so um best way to get in contact with me is over on instagram my username is at cat cozad which i'm sure you'll put the spelling of that in the show notes yes um but that's the best way to get in contact with me but to dip into some of the stuff that i have i also have a podcast called the no bullshit manifestation show miss carolina was a guest over there so awesome episode over on there with the two of us as well if you enjoyed this one Um, But I dive into all things manifestation and breaking it down in a way that is very understandable as opposed to a lot of like the woo-woo concepts that can be kind of like hard to grasp, especially when you're starting out on this journey. Um, And then if you're wanting to go all in on your manifestation journey, I have a program called the Abundant AF Babe Academy. And that is my signature online manifestation program where I walk you through the inner work and the unique processes that have helped me go from $70,000 in debt and not making enough money to survive to now being completely financially free and manifesting the life of my dreams. So all good things there. Amazing. I will have all of that linked in the show notes. And thank you again, Kat. Talk to y'all later, guys, too.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.